You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i here on a wednesday uh just chilling isaiah thomas actually liked one of our tweets on our banner town twitter account so that was that was pretty hype i didn't even notice and then i get a a message from sam sam did you just get a notification when he when he liked yeah it? i got it on my phone i was just driving yeah i was like oh shit sam texted me like the eyes emoji i was like what what are you talking about and i, I assume like, you didn't get it no i assume something happened with twitter so i went over to banner town and i saw it Isaiah Thomas liked it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's dope. So, um, yeah, he, he's liked one of our tweets in the past. He liked one that said day, I think, eight of trying to get Isaiah Thomas on the podcast, and then I never heard from him again. Oh, he just liked it. Man. Yeah. Legend. Absolute legend. Uh, but, yeah, um, there hasn't been much recent news in the terms of Celtics. Actually, Gordon Hayward, there has been a little bit of an uproar um, in terms of Gordon. Apparently – He's thinking about not opting in. I know you tweeted something along the lines of "I'd bet my house that he opts in," but I've, I've been hearing a little, a little bit of a stir in that regard. What do you think? I just don't understand why they wouldn't, why he wouldn't opt in, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. if he wants to make the most amount of money, he opts in. If he wants to get the best chance at winning, he probably opts in. I don't really see where he could go hmm. that's better, you know, a better chance at winning than the Celtics. Um. Plus, he really hates it in Boston. Yeah. I mean, I, I would understand that. with all the people that are being pricks, you know, yeah. everyone's <laughs> just coming at him. Yeah. All the rumors are saying that it's like his family. I think he wants to live because his family's based in Indiana. So I, uh, and like I've heard Robin moved back to Indiana already um, and they bought a house out there. And I've heard I saw a tweet. It was like a joke, obviously, but um. What if instead of divorcing the Celtics, Gordon's just staying in Boston and divorcing Robin? Fire. <laughs> Which is banger tweet, but I, I don't see any validity to it. Um, yeah. But I've seen all these rumors coming from like tons of sources, even outside of like Boston-based uh, news outlets, saying that Gordon Hayward might decline. And like you said, I don't know why, what his reasoning would be other than he wants to go home or he wants to move somewhere closer to home. Yeah. Which, I mean... I would understand. So, and it would clear up a bunch of cap for the Celtics to make room. But um, something else I wanted to talk about, kind of involving Gordon Hayward a little bit. Um, your favorite thing, trades. Obviously, I know how much you love it. Uh, I wrote an article uh, for Bannertown yesterday, I believe. And it was off the basis of a trade that my friend Dante sent me. Shout out, Dante. Um, and it was basically a trade that will never happen it, like completely ridiculous shit but if it did happen it doesn't seem that bad like it's one of those things where like oh james harden's gonna get traded there i don't think james harden will get traded but like if james harden were to get traded the value getting back wouldn't be too bad so it's those type of trades with the celtics so i, I wanted okay. to read them you out for run you them by me yeah get, get your reaction and keep in mind, I, I wrote this, right? And I titled it, let's see exactly what I titled it. 
Um, crazy trades that won't happen, dot, 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 but don't seem too bad, right? They're all three-team trades. They're all completely ridiculous. And I started it off with this disclaimer. Um, disclaimer, I love Gordon Hayward, Campbell Walker, Romeo Langford, and everybody on the Celtics. I do not think the Celtics need to make a trade to get better. I think the team is great the way it is. This is all in the name of fun. Please do not take it too seriously. Thank you. So keep that in mind before you pop off at me. These are just for fun, right? Just for content sake. Yes. Okay. All right. I am hungry. Might be a little hangry. That's okay. uh, You might hear it, Jack. You might hear it. (laughs) That's okay. This is a long list of players. So questions after, but I'm just going to list them out. All right. All right. It's a three-team trade. Celtics, Sixers, and Pacers. All right. Okay. Celtics get Ben Simmons, Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, Doug McDermott. All right. Sixers get Kemba, Oladipo, Tice, and a second rounder from Indy. And the Pacers get Hayward, Horford, Tybel, Lankford, Shake Milton, the 14th overall pick, and a 2021 first from Boston. This is the money work? That was a lot. Yes. All of these trades, eventually they check out. They all work. Damn. They're all possible. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, that one's not bad. I mean, the return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get, but I mean, I don't know about the other teams. I mean, th- I-, I wrote about Indiana's it from- taking on the Horford contract for mm-hmm. what are they? What else are they getting? Hayward, Shake Milton, Romeo Langford, Matisse Tybel, and two firsts. Uh, uh, maybe. And if they're rebuilding, right? Um, and this was actually one that I didn't personally come up with. Uh, this was written by Mark Nylon, I think, on Hardwood Houdini. So I just reacted to it. But the other two, I came up with. Um, and I wrote about it from the perspective of all teams, right? So the Celtics get Simmons and Turner, some more youth on the team. Simmons, elite defender in the NBA. All the NBA and, and he would fit well, even though he exactly. sucks. Exactly. exactly. Because he's got so many people to space the floor for him, especially. Oh, so you bring in Turner, and, and then McDermott. he can shoot. Oh, I didn't even hear McDermott. So you yeah. got McDermott, too. And Jeremy right. Lamb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you bring in shooters. Philadelphia, they get Walker and Oladipo to put next to Embiid. They get Tice, who can play the four for them or come off the bench and spread the floor. Um, And so that would make them better, in my opinion. And then Philly also sheds the Horford contract. And the Pacers get Tybo, Lankford, and Shake Milton to build around, while also get Horford and Hayward to, like, stay competitive right now. So, I mean, I don't hate it overall. Um, the trade machine said this would decrease Boston's wins by six, the Sixers' wins by nine, and increase Indiana's wins by 15. So I, I don't know about that, <laughs> but <clears throat> I don't know. So, so, so what do you think of this trade? You, you said you like it? Yeah, I mean, it's – I don't like trades, but I feel like the Celtics definitely get better in that deal for sure. I mean – Yeah. They get I mean, Simmons. Well, what does Philly really get? Kemba and Ola Victor Oladipo. Yeah. yeah no, and that shoots would do that. Shooters around Embiid, though, if they want to blow it up. Because you also have to consider that Simmons in the locker room has been, you know, not great. Like, All right, well, you've got <laughs> – no, they wouldn't do that. And they get off the Horford contract, though. Oh, they do get off the Horford contract. That's true. And that's huge. That's huge. Because he makes 27 and a half. They actually clear up cap space with that deal, Philly does. They clear up $2 million. So – and the Celtics in this trade clear up $11.3 million in cap, which was pretty good, if you think about it. And Simmons is on contract for the next five years. So a, a, a core of Simmons, Brown, Tatum, and Turner sounds pretty good to me. 
All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. This one, the next two, there's three trades in the article I came up with personally, right? And so this is another three-team trade. I actually forgot to write something in the middle of this, but that's fine. Uh, it's involving the Celtics, Clippers, and Bucks, all right? <clears throat> the Celtics receive Dante DiVincenzo, Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamit, and Ersan Ilyasova, all right? All right. The Clippers get Wes Matthews, Gordon Hayward, Eric Bledsoe, two first-round picks from the Bucks and a first-round pick from the Celtics, which would be, like, the 26th pick in this year's draft. And the Bucks get Paul George. Well, that doesn't really work for Milwaukee. Because, Why? I mean, that they've already got Middleton and Giannis. I mean, at you run forwards. PG at the shooting guard. That's what he ran this season next to Kawhi. That's a third star to entice Giannis to say. I mean, you keep Brooke Lopez. Uh, you keep Chris Middleton, you keep some of your bench, you lose some depth, but you bring in Paul George. Mm -hmm. Um, The Clippers get the point guard. Kawhi's been asking for a point guard. They get Bledsoe. They get Hayward to replace Paul George. Obviously, I I think a downgrade as much as I love Hayward. But then they get a little bit extra depth than Matthews, and they get three first-round picks to replenish the stock that they lost to bring in Paul George. And then in the terms of Boston, they give up Hayward and the like 26th pick or something in this year's draft for Beverly, DiVincenzo, Shamit, and Ilyasova. And that's great depth right there. And Smart and Beverly. Shamit's is- good. Mm-hmm. DiVincenzo. Uh, DiVincenzo is people. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be good, right? He's good, good on 2K. Yeah, um, good defender, good shooter. I'll bring up his stats while you talk about the rest. Beverly and Smart on the same team. <laughs> I, I think Beverly would make a fantastic Celtic. I agree. Um, and and Ilyasova. Shooting off the bench, deep bench. Yeah, all right. Um, I mean, yeah. it's not terrible. No, and, and you shed the Horford on. Yeah, you clear $8.7 million in cap in that deal, too. Yeah, but I don't know if so. that matters. The way the Hayward thing works, I'm not really sure where the money comes from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because no, if he leaves, then they they don't get real really anything extra. But if they trade him, they can accept cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. It's definitely a weird scenario. But overall, you think this trade or the first trade's better? Uh, the first trade. All right. That's fair. I mean, the Celtics get a star back. All right. The last trade, it took me a while to think of. These two I thought of pretty instantly because I knew the Clippers needed a point guard. The Bucks could bring in a third star, and then the Celtics could play, like, the third party. This one I had to think of for a while, so I don't think it's as well thought out. Um, it's pretty out there, right? Um, but just hear me out. <clears throat> Let me explain before you, before you judge. All right. It's three-team trade again. Celtics, Nets, and Mavericks, right? Yeah. <clears throat> The Celtics bring in Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and a first. The Nets get Gordon Hayward, DeLon Wright, Daniel Tice, and Jalen Brunson. And the Mavericks get Kemba Walker and Torian Prince. The Celtics get LeVert, Dinwiddie, Allen, Seth Curry. Oh, Dinwiddie? Yeah, Dinwiddie, LeVert, Allen, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Seth Curry. And a first. Celtics are getting a lot, but they're giving up Hayward and Walker and Tice. Oh, and Tice, yeah. I don't know. I mean, those aren't bad role players they're getting back. And the the way I ironed it out was 
Um, our starting lineup would be Dinwiddie, Brown, Levert, Tatum, Jared Allen, with a bench of uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, which sounds pretty good to me when you consider shooting and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and youth. And youth. Um, the Nets, the Nets of the team, I think, at the short end of the stick a little bit. But if you think about it in terms of they want to win right now, um, Hayward and Lavert, I'd say Hayward's an upgrade from Lavert, not by too much, but in terms of veteran and can play the third string. Um, Tice and Allen is pretty close, but Tice spreads the floor a little bit better. And they have DeAndre Jordan, who I think they wanted to start anyways. Um, then Dinwiddie, they lose, but they bring in Wright and Brunson to replace him for a little bit more depth instead of just one guy. And so that was my argument there. And then the Mavericks give up DeLon Wright, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry in a first, but they bring in an all-star for Kemba. So it would be Luka Kemba and Porzingis in Dallas, which is pretty solid. Yeah, but do they really need Kemba? I mean, Luka can handle the ball just fine. That's true, but I mean... Kemba Walker, that's a third All-Star. A big three in Dallas that would guarantee them a top playoff spot, in my opinion. You bring in an All-Star to put next to Luka, and they... I, I think I... the way I'm just I not sure it, if it fits. No, yeah. The way I worded it was, bringing in Walker would not only provide them with some veteran leadership, but give them another All-Star to insert into their starting lineup. They lose a bunch of shooting, but what they get back forms a big three in Dallas. Dallas is only 21 and Porzingis is 25, so there's no need to rush things, but if Mark Cuban wants to start competing now, Walker would 100% help that goal. So that, that was my explanation to um, Walker. And then I like it for the Celtics because Celtics need depth and Jesus Christ, if this trade brings some depth, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, yeah. And um, I mean, I, I like the first trade the best just because I think the yeah. Celtics get substantially better. Of course, yeah. But I mean, that's not a terrible one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean... Is there anything else specific for this podcast you wanted to talk about? Because if not, I can just keep going through the past few Bannertown articles. I think they may make for some great discussion points. No, I put out a post <laughs> this week, and mm-hmm. uh, you know people actually responded to it, so it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I said, go ahead. I tweeted a lot today because I was being, I was bored. um okay i said who do you guys want to see in green next year let me know Uh, i'll review your recommendations on the next pod Mm -hmm. i remember this uh, so i I had some interesting answers i don't know who's a free agent who's not a free agent so i'll go i'll go in the order of the most liked okay so james beard beard jam healthy gordo on a restructured deal yeah that'd be pretty lit um you know, we've had new developments since I tweeted this and you replied. Uh-huh. But, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if he would restructure his deal to stay, especially after, you know, the bullshit that's been going on today. But, yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to have him back at the very yeah. least. The only thing for me is how much of a restructured deal are we talking? Like, how much do you think Hayward could get on the open market? That's the real question at this point. And... Oh. If I'm Hayward, here's the thing. Like, if you know basketball, you know we we are. I don't know if we would say experts, but we know what we're talking about. Me and Jack, yeah, and we don't think Hayward sucks. Of course. So I would imagine that executives around the league also don't think Hayward sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he'll probably get a fair amount. He won't get his max that he has. I would say twenty plus mil though. I would say maybe maybe twenty, maybe right around there. Yeah, twenty to twenty two, depending on the team, in my opinion. Um, 
And I, I don't even think, what does he make? Like 34 million right now? That's a lot, obviously. But I don't even think it's like excessively too much, if that makes sense. Like it's a lot of money, but Gordon Hayward's like, he's an all-star caliber player, right? I, he's still an all-star caliber player, in my opinion. Yeah, if he wasn't hurt last year, he was a thousand percent going to be an all-star. So yeah. the morons on Twitter that don't think he's good are morons. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no other explanation than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think Gordon Hayward is not good, I mean, you're, you're just not paying attention. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, I've made this comparison a thousand times, but <clears throat> this year in Boston, I'll pull up the stats to back myself up. This year in Boston was as good of a season as he had in his all-star season in Utah. If you right. look at the statistics, right, he averaged yep. 20, 22 points or 21.9 in his all-star season. He averaged 17 and a half here. So what? That's a four-point drop-off. But when you consider that he's, like, getting less attempts, left, less touches, he's not the first option here, obviously. And in Utah, he was the first scoring option. So when you consider that, a four-point drop-off isn't terrible. It's in, in, in the reality of things, it's not that much, especially when you consider injuries and all that. He's averaging... 0.6 more assists than he did that season. He averaged uh, almost one and a half more rebounds. He shot it better from the field by 0.3%. And he he shot worse from three, but not significantly worse. He shot 38.3 rather than 39.8. So that's really not that big of a drop-off. Aside from the points and the like tiny, minuscule difference in three-point percentage, it's a better season. So... It's just I don't know. He's not as quick or as, as athletic anymore because I'm sure if you, yeah, I'm sure if you snapped your leg in half, you probably wouldn't go up for dunks as aggressively. <laughs> like, yeah, probably not. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, the people who shit on Hayward consistently are are morons, and yeah, I put no, out they, a tweet they definitely too. are. And I put out a tweet today too. I was like, those people who think Andre Drummond is the solution are the worst. Because he's just not the solution, especially when you have to give up Hayward to get Drummond, right? I mean, here's the thing. You don't know he's not the solution. I'm not Uh, saying that he is a thousand percent the solution, but and I'm not saying I even want them to do it. But, you know, you kind of got to give it a chance, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I'm just not a He does fill a need. He can't (laughs) shoot, which is unfortunate. But... Two things. One, he's an absolute monster on the glass. Two, Brad Stevens always gets the most out of just about anybody who's got. So, I mean, I'm sure (laughs) if he did end up on the Celtics, which I don't think he will, but if he did, um, there would be, you know, there would be improvement. He wouldn't be mediocre. He would Mm -hmm. probably be more motivated to win since he's finally on a team that has a chance to win. I mean, he's played in Cleveland and Detroit. Detroit. Kind of feel bad. Yeah, I, I, when we first started this segment, I kind of forgot he got traded. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot so, he got traded completely. Yeah, I was having a conversation with one of our previous guests, Matt Esposito, uh, on Twitter. He mentioned Drummond, and I was like, if only he could shoot. And he said, go look at his three-point shots. And I, I didn't just until right now. You know Drummond took two three-pointers a game in Cleveland? He played, it's only, I guess it's only eight games, but he took two a game. In yeah, he's eight. definitely working to become a better shooter. I mean, yeah, and he shot because 28%, which isn't great, but, like, when you can... It's not terrible. Up, no. 
But now, don't get me wrong. If the Celtics are playing whatever team he happens to be on when the season starts and he makes the three, I'll be, I'll be livid. But yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not terrible. I'm not saying I want it to happen, but I mean, if it happens, yeah. the sky isn't falling. You know, yeah. they know what they're doing. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I really trust the front office. I really don't think they've made too many poor moves. I mean, say what you want about the Kyrie thing. I mean, regardless of how it ended, I mean, they got the best. That was a good deal of, at the time. At the time, it yeah. was about- well, no, I mean, it still is. I mean, if you look yeah. back on what both teams got out of it, the Celtics won the deal. Yeah, I just wish we didn't give up Crowder. That's my biggest regret. Although he, he was unhappy at the time because of the Hayward thing. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't have worked. But, okay, so so what else would you want to critique the Hayward signing? He broke his leg. Okay, yeah. that's another. The front office did a good job there. The front office recently, since, you know, they've actually got free agents to come here, that's never been a thing. That's no, really yeah. cool. It's really cool when the free agency uh, – period starts and you're like oh like people might actually come play for the celtics i mean they got kemba out of out of an offseason that was yeah, supposed kemba, to have they got, they got kemba. horford they got hayward who are all top of the notch free agents in their class and even when you consider like and then kd took names. a meeting with them and yeah, i think KD. i i i have heard they were the runner-up i've heard I they were the runner-up for, for boogie too i know they're a runner-up for boogie too uh, to the yeah, warriors yeah but that doesn't count no He's, but I mean, even if you want to talk about not star free agents, like you got Cantor, Cantor came here. You got even over. They've done a great job overseas too. I mean, talk about that. Want to make overseas gems? Tice gems. Tice in, in Poirier, we haven't really got to see yet. Mm-hmm. And Wanamaker, right? He's overseas. Uh, Wanamaker yeah, Wanamaker was from yeah. overseas. I mean, he's not foreign, but he was playing no, overseas. But he, yeah, he came. Our point is the front office, like you said, Sam, has done a great job. So you can't really – you can't slander them too much. Um, but, yeah, circling back, if you want to read some more of those responses to those tweets, that's a good idea. Feel free to. Um, what's the what's the next most oh, liked yep. player? Okay, so then we have any at three, or are they all just tied at two? All right, so the, most of them are just tied at two, so I'll just kind of go right. down. Uh, James C. at Boston James 27 said, Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr., are they free agents <laughs> or would it, be, would it be a trade? Um, they were, you know? ir- ironic enough, they were kind of, they were in the trade that I just had. I know right? they were in your trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me look at Mavericks, uh, what is it? Salary cap table? Yeah, it'd be there. Um, I'll go look. I, they might have player options. Seth Curry, no, Seth Curry's on the books. Seth okay. Curry's on the books till 2023. Hardaway has a, is that a player option? Yeah, Hardaway has a player option this offseason. Okay, well, all right, we'll start with Hardaway then. It's. It's interesting to think about if they were to bring him in mm-hmm. or scoring the on- off the bench. Yeah. The only thing is, I don't know if he'll decline it because that player option is $18.97 oh, million. Oh, yeah, no, he's not going to get that much money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they – how much does Curry make? Um, Curry makes seven and then eight at the – 8.5 at the max, and that's in 22-23. But right now he makes – he'll make 7.8 next season. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, if they traded for him, I don't know what they would trade. I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, if they wanted he's to... He's been playing well, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's yeah. been... He had himself a nice season. I'm pretty sure he's the most efficient three-point shooter in NBA history. Yeah. So... Yeah. He he put up... I'll read you his stats. He put up 12.5 points, um, two assists, two rebounds. He shot fit 49.5% from the field and 45.2% from three. So, I would get myself a Curry jersey so fast. <laughs> I, I mean, really dude, do like Steph Curry. That shooting but, off the bench is ridiculous. Yeah, that would be nice. 
Wow. I mean, I'd love it. Like you said, I'm not sure what the trade would be if the Celtics were to trade for him. I can go back to the trade machine where I spend most of my days looking for content nowadays and <laughs> see if I can work something up. So <clears throat> who are you willing to give up in a trade this offseason? Like, obviously, you don't want to give who up Who am much. I willing to give up? Yeah. So willing right. a bad let, let, Let's you... finish this first. Okay, let, yeah. me, let me finish this because I'm appreciative that people – Reply. No, you know, I, I'm doing this in terms of how the Celtics would get Seth Curry is what I'm looking at right now. So I'm oh, looking for, at like, so who who would I be okay with trading for yeah, Seth Curry? Yeah, that's and he's on asking. the books for a couple years. He's okay. For three more seasons after like next right. season. Is- Let's see. I would give up one I of think, Edwards and what would, I, yeah, I would what give would up Carson happen? Edwards. I mean, if you wanted to do Carson Edwards and then like the two late draft picks, like. Maybe I don't that. Know. See, I feel like Seth Curry's too valuable to the Mavericks. Like, I feel like it would take a lot to draw him away from there. Okay, because well, you be... that's a two firsts <laughs> and uh, Carson would... Edwards, who nah, hasn't you... really gotten a chance to do anything you need, yet. You need more salary. Okay, you need more salary. Um, you, let's you're see. You need to match it. They don't have any cap room. You need to match right, seven thanks. million, which is tough. I mean, if Cantor opts in, you could do Cantor Carson. Yeah, okay. All right. That that's that's it right there. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Uh Davis Bertans. He was uh, someone that was thrown around in yep, in the um yeah. Brand Nichols Hogan <laughs> at B Nichols Hogan, thank you. Said mm-hmm. Bertans. Um Bertans is probably gonna make too much money, to be honest. Yeah, he's a free agent, right? Like, he's I'm a free really- agent, and the Celtics don't have any money to sign him. So that that's gonna be squashed unless he really wants to play here and takes a pay cut. And un- or unless the Celtics make the room, like say a Gordon Hayward trade does inevitably go down, right? That would clear up some room, and the Celtics could sign Bertans to even yeah. to like a one one in a team. So, but it, it would take some like a certain set of circumstances to bring Bertans here. Although I would like it, I would like Bertans in Boston. So, okay, but yeah. So after that, we have basketball dependent at b-ball dependent. Harry Giles, that's a very uh, yes. realistic one. He's boys with Jason Tatum. He probably won't be making very much money. Uh, he was a huge prospect in high school. And he hurt himself. So, I mean, is there potential there, Jack? You probably know more about that than me. Um, I don't pay attention to high school much. I know he was really well, good. Well, I'm just school. talking about in the NBA so far. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like Harry Giles. Um, he's – like – People treat it like Harry Giles is just like a useless player and we can get him for the middle. He averaged seven points in both of his first two seasons. So it's not like well, he... Seven points isn't a whole lot, Jack. No, I know. But like in terms of production, he played 14 minutes a game. Seven minutes and 14 minutes. And seven, seven points, points is 14 minutes. minutes. Yeah. That's not terrible. And he averaged four it's rebounds. Not bad. And he hasn't I could see him taking a, lot, but... a pay cut, if you yeah. will, to yeah. play for the Celtics with Tatum. Yeah, and I mean the guy's twenty two. It's not like his like career's over and he's a veteran like a Nerlens Noel. Who's yeah, just, no, that's like, something I would not be opposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's a list him as a power forward too, which is weird because I I, th- I think he's more of a center, but that's just my okay, opinion. Next one, anyways. Yeah, you've got Harry. Uh, this is Jonathan at J Dixon zero five one six zero zero. Harry Giles or Baines or a solid guy mm-hmm. like Isaiah Thomas off the bench. So. We already talked about Harry Giles. Mm-hmm. Baines, um, depending on what they do with centers, he might fit, he might not. We've, we've talked about Baines in the past. I think Baines yeah. is a 
it, it, he would be a good fit. He knows he knows the culture. He knows Brad. Mm-hmm. He knows the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. He knows. I imagine the plays, even though I'm pretty sure everyone knows the plays everywhere because they scout. But <laughs> yeah, that's beside the point. You know, sure. he'll fit here. You know, the people like him. You know, he's a good guy. He would definitely fit. And yep. then, of course, Isaiah Thomas, who is now healthy. Yes, sir. According to him, he doesn't have pain anymore. And, you know, we all love Isaiah Thomas. So I don't I don't I mean, he would be a good scorer off the bench for sure. Mm-hmm. If he'd be willing to take I'm sure he would take that role. Yeah, I mean, um, I would I, love to have him. The only liability, of course, is defense, which sucks. Yeah, he's small. And do you really do you want that? I mean, you have Marcus on the bench. I mean, if you want to yeah. bring in your best five defenders, you can just do that with Grant. I mean, I mean, if, if you think about it this way, he'd be coming off the bench, right? Clearly, and the guys off the Celtics bench right now are Smart, Romeo, Robert Williams, and Grant Williams. So that's yeah. literally all like defensive-minded players, in my opinion. Uh, and so bringing in Isaiah, if, if the Celtics bench stayed exactly the same, which I doubt it will, but still considering it, it will, you'd have IT smart, Romeo, Grant, and Robert Williams. And that's all defense in Isaiah Thomas to score. That yeah, sounds that's pretty fair. good to me, right? So Marcus yeah. Smart, the occasional offense, Grant, the occasional corner three. Or it's Robert Williams, um, the lock threat, when Romeo yep. hitting threes. Sounds yeah. good. I mean, Isaiah, the only thing I, I – do you know, right after the trade deadline, when he got waived, Danny Ainge was on the radio, Toucher and Rich. Shout out them. It's like the best basketball radio in Boston, really, in terms of being on the radio. Um, you know, Danny's on their show every week, and he was saying that, you know, you already have Kemba, who's a small offensive mm-hmm. guard. Yeah. Do you really want two of the same player on the same team, really, is pretty much what he said. And I, I think that's an interesting point, and – it's one of the reasons I do understand them not bringing him back. He doesn't give them as much versatility, even though sometimes do you want versatility or do you want someone that's going to um, make it so there's no drop off when the bench comes in? But yeah. then yeah. a counter to that could be, okay, well, there's the, no drop off offensively, but defensively there is. Because, I mean, Kemba's a little bit bigger. I mean, Kemba takes charges, does this and that. I mean, I'm sure Isaiah would really do anything to play in the NBA, but does he fit? I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I, I would love it. I mean, even if, if he does come back, he's going to get Carson Edwards' number off him, though. That's for sure. For sure. I, th- I think you have to think of it this way, too. How much is Isaiah going to get on the open market for all of the reasons you just said, right? Um, too small, already can't play defense. He's a great scorer, yeah, but teams already have it off their bench. They really need to give him a chance. He could get offers from the Knicks or the Pistons or bad teams that want to give him a chance. But if the Celtics throw him just a minimum, right? Just throw him the minimum to come here. Who says no to that? Because I think he accepts that in a heartbeat. Yeah, honestly. Da- Danny's and a I don't think he's going to get right? much more than that. He didn't no, play no. last year it, really it, that much. Danny's a businessman. So, well, on the one part, you have to think of the team and their success, right? The marketing and there's just the cultural phenomenon that would come with Isaiah Thomas back would it would be huge. Like jersey sales through the roof, everything through the is roof. This, like, is this the year to do it though? I mean, you're not gonna be able to have fans, you know what I'm saying? True. See, in, in a perfect world bring them back. <laughs> in in a perfect world, I mean, there would be fans and when he comes yes. back to the garden, it would be pandemonium. Electric. Oh my yeah. god. But yeah. Um we don't know. There's gonna be fans. I doubt there will be. There could be 
a specific number of fans allowed. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, we don't have to get into that topic. That's something. Okay. Not, so yeah. next is Eric Dubs at Dubzilla. Uh, bring Rondo home. I agree with you. I've talked about this many yes. times. Rondo is a perfect fit. He's a veteran. <laughs> He's won titles. He knows what it takes to win. He brings fire off the bench in the playoffs, which is what the Celtics really needed against Miami. He needed They needed a spark. They needed someone that's going to be scrappy other than Marcus. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that. He plays out of his mind in the playoffs, and he would be a good mentor for Tremont Waters, for Marcus, for Kemba, for anybody. He's won two titles now, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I've spoken on Rondo so many times. I couldn't agree with more with you. I'd love to see Rondo back. And then uh, last one, Bart Harley Jarvis at uh, Tatum, T-A-T-Y-M, <laughs> says <laughs> – Kemba, Marcus, Jalen, Jason, Miles Turner, Bench of ah. Time Lord, Grant Williams, Jeremy Lamb, Tremont Waters, and Taco. So that means they would be trading um, Tice. And Hayward. And Hayward. For Turner and, and Lamb? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd want some more value. They'd probably get more than that. But I mean, is that terrible? <laughs> no. Jeremy I mean, Lamb could probably well, score off the bench. He went to UConn with Kemba. They probably have some chemistry. That'd be nice. Yeah. The issue is Jeremy Lamb's Turner's coming interesting off of fit. He's coming off an ACL tear for sure. And so. he's coming off an ACL tear. Absolutely <laughs> lovely. Um, I will yeah. say though, so something we haven't brought up much. Um, this ties into what you're talking about. I'm not changing the subject on you. So in that trade, you said Hayward and Tyson. That was the for, last one, by the way. So yeah. you do you take it from here. Oh, okay, cool. For Lamb and Turner. Danny Ainge, like, obviously, you could say, oh, bring in, do this, blah, blah, blah. Turner and Lamb for Tyson Hayward would clear up a little bit of cap room, right? And then you ask for some picks, like, even a pick, one pick from the Pacers. Like, we know Danny Ainge is great at getting draft capital, and this is going to be the first season in forever, it seems like, that the Celtics are not going to have anybody's pick but the Celtics, right, starting next year. So you get a Pacers pick two years from now, Who's to say the Pacers are still going to be good? Danny Ainge could finesse, right? A classic finesse and get a lottery pick in a couple years for Gordon Hayward. Think about it that way. Turner and a lottery pick. Like, not bad when you think about it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting for sure. Oh, the Kentucky dude lost again in our league. Yes! (laughs) Sam and oh, I are in a. Pick. He keeps losing. Sam and I are in a two K league together, and uh, some of the people are less than fun to play against. So uh, we cheer. Not even that. I have the guy's draft pick. He's twelve and eighteen now. Ah, I have oh, um. He is. Draft picks do I have. You have. You have. Um, Can you look for me. Anybody not yeah, good? I'll that look. I, have their picks? I don't think you really do. Yours is the only one. Mm-hmm. One no, dude. I, Let I me have look. four draft picks. I have four. Draft I know. Picks. Let me look. A few picks. Anyway. Um. Moving on. Something else I want to talk about. Oh, yes. So I, I think we talked about my quote-unquote unexplored trade option uh, with the Pistons, right? It was Fima Kailu and Bruce Brown coming to Boston. We talked you, about have, that, right? you have this dude that hasn't played a game yet. So that's the only uh, good pick you have. You have two, like, contending teams, and you have your own. My but yours is going to be a good pick. Yeah, because I'm trash. <laughs> Anyways, um, you remember the trade with the Pistons I brought up? I, I did an unexplored trade options article. And it was Bruce Brown and Svima Kailu, and I, we talked about it a while ago. Um, I did, I've done two more since then, right? So I want to get your thoughts on those trades. Okay, so, all right. Th- this one's with the Atlanta Hawks, yeah? Uh, okay. It's a sign-in trade. Celtics trade Ennis Cantor to the Hawks 
and get back DeAndre Bembry and Scalabissier. It's not a big trade, but, you know. No, it, it doesn't work. Fun. Really? Why not? Because, first of all, Marcus Smart hates Bembry. Wait, really? <laughs> remember he tried to, like, fight him in the Atlanta? No, I don't remember he, that. He, like, he must have said something about Marcus's mom, who has passed away. Oh. And um, the Celtics were actually str- – I wrote, like, a really emotional piece on this, actually. I'll I'll find it someday and send it to you. But he, the Celtics were down and they were really playing with no like energy. And Marcus like gets in this beef with Bembry and then they, they uh, come out. Oh man. Yeah. And they, they come out and play well. So that, that was the day. This was before this season too. This was last season. Yeah. Yeah. um, That I decided, I think Marcus should be the captain. So that oh, that yeah. is the story behind why I say no to that trade. All right. But, I, all right, I, let's hear your enough. second one. Then I, I will tell you some <laughs> trades that I've seen that aren't terrible or hypotheticals in my head yeah, that yeah, I yeah. haven't thought they're terrible. Right. So the next one, I was going in ABC order, right? I was going to do one for every team. I don't know if I still will. Uh, next okay. one's with the, with the Nets. So it is uh, Gordon Hayward and a 2020 second-round pick for Karis LeVert and Torian Prince. Simple. Simple trade. Straight up. So, so uh, I'm sorry, Gordon Hayward for Karis Levert and Torian Prince? Yeah, and said? the Celtics, yeah, the Celtics throw in a second-round pick, which is like a second-round pick, so whatever. I would probably do that. The Celtics get younger, mm-hmm. and Levert's a solid player. I don't know how long his contract is or what it's worth. It must be – actually, he definitely has an actual contract. He's not on a rookie deal, uh-huh. and this is just a prediction. And he makes a fair amount of money because he um, – is actually like decent yeah i don't remember where i i had somewhere i was going with that at the beginning mm-hmm. but i just don't remember it um, like i yeah. he makes like 17 million or something like that i know that for a fact yeah i'm looking it up he makes he makes he technically made 2.6 this season but his extension is going to kick in he makes 16 17 and a half then 18 look at that half. nailed it on the head seasons. yeah yeah torian prince's contract is the only meh one because he makes 13 mil then 15 mil for the next oh two God, seasons no no absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not uh, well i mean you get karis lavert though and torian prince isn't a bad player either like people shit on torian prince yeah but celtics would get something year. out of him that before this season he shot 39 percent from three for the past two seasons so. okay so let's see all right what's next i don't mind that one Th- that was all that i had so you okay feel pretty all well. right so i saw on twitter today the hawks are shopping their number six pick yes i did see that so too. maybe you do Hayward and whatever else it takes to get it, pick-wise. Hayward and something. You know, that'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind that. I, I would keep 14 if possible. Like Hayward. Yeah, okay, if possible, yeah. Or even Hayward and 14 for six, and you get a Kung Wu. That guy looks really good. I like that's a Kung That's what I'm Wu. saying. That, that's what I'm fine with, and he fills a need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, I like Hayward, but he's not necessarily a need, okay? He's not. Yeah. He the, the Celtics have plenty of depth at the wing. I'm not saying I, he's a bad player. I'm just no, saying a Kung Wu is, is nice. I'm I'm explaining to the listeners, Jack. I know you know. <laughs> I got I know you. you know. Uh, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on Lamelo Ball? Like, how how good do you think Lamelo is? How good do I think he is? I don't know. I, I I'm the worst person to ask. I'll ask me in a year, and I'll tell you. I mean, no, I figured if you knew about anybody, though, you'd know about Lamelo because it's it's Lamelo. Well, he's just got hype behind him. I really don't know how good he actually is. He played in Australia. What does that mean? Nothing. I mean, I can he, tell you he didn't play in college. Uh, I, I don't know how much that means to you, but I can tell you his stats in Australia. Let me let me look here. 
Um, LaMelo Ball, international sax. Basketball reference is international. That's cool. I, I just, that. I don't think LaMelo is going to be all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a big point guard, which is good for him. I, I'm pretty sure he can shoot. He actually didn't shoot that well in Australia, but uh, okay. he was taking a lot of shots. But he, he has been known for his shot. That, He's, that's the oh, thing, though. Like, he takes a lot of shots. He doesn't, I don't know. I just don't think he's someone, at least he's not someone you want the Celtics to pick. Not saying that they would, but oh, yeah. he would not work on a team like the Celtics because <laughs> he, he doesn't, me, he's yeah. going to have to play for somebody that has nobody else. Yeah. If I had to compare him to someone for you in the league, uh, I'd say a taller Russell Westbrook, not as good at finishing, but can shoot a little better because he averages like seven and a half rebounds, seven assists a game, one and a half steals. So like, yeah. He's that type of guy. He's he's like a triple double ish guy that can shoot a little better than Westbrook, but can't. He doesn't have the athleticism. So okay, that, that, that's right. what I would say. Um, I saw something today too. The Warriors and the Hornets. This doesn't relate to the Celtics that much, but they both want James Wiseman. So someone was like, "The Timberwolves." Yeah, I did see this. You might have retweeted it then. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, um, Okungwu looks really good for the Celtics. The, the biggest thing for me is, I know we sound like a broken record at this point because I, I talk about this all the time. There's no way Danny Ainge makes all the picks this year, right? Because no one thought he would last year, and he did. There's no way he makes, what, three first-round picks again this year? Like, do you, do, you, do you think the Celtics bring in three rookies, four rookies again if you count the second-rounder? Um, what do you think? No, they don't. They don't have the space for him. So they're going to do something. I don't yeah. know what it is, and but that's all, here's what's lit. Scary. You want to hear what's lit? Yeah, I'll tell yeah, what's you up? what's lit is um, <laughs> the NBA offseason is not going to be as long as you would think. That means we're going to have an action-packed two months. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because you still have all of free agency left, right? You've got all the draft, and you don't have that much time to do it all. So it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, no, I'm. I this could be one of the most entertaining off seasons in a long time, I think. So I'm. Um, I'm. Ex- I think, uh, like we said, the Celtics are bound to make some move, right? They're bound to make um, a trade. Let's say it's gonna be anything crazy, but no, yeah, yeah, it'll it, be something. Just, yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be exciting. There's something I I remember reading today that I wanted to talk about, but I I can't exactly remember. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen rumors that LeBron, I don't think this was it, but LeBron's going to sit for a month when the season Oh, I starts. saw that somewhere. <laughs> what a dope. I know you love LeBron, so I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> what a moron. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's If anybody about. gives a shit about you wanting to sit, buddy, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead, sit. <sighs> F that guy. He just wants attention. He's not even doing it for any reason. He just wants people to talk about him, and here we are feeding right into it. <laughs> Talking about him. But, yeah. Um, oh, I can't stand him. Other than the uh, the Hayward rumors, so we talked about a lot of trades. Is there any other trades you can think of um, that you think the Celtics could make? I've seen one in particular a lot that I'll get your thoughts on in a second, but I'll go I'll go to you first. Is there anything else you can think of? Um, no. The one well, I've seen a lot. Just, uh, go ahead, just go ahead. bundling the picks to move up. Yeah, that's it. The one I've seen in multiple Bleacher Report articles, which you know put as much faith into Bleacher Report as you want. Uh, nice. It's constantly says that the Celtics should trade for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Why would they do that? I mean, they would have to give up a lot to get him. He makes a lot of money. 
I mean, let me let me find. That's a no go for me. Let me let me find the trade that I found for you. It, it revolved around Gordon Hayward, right? The Gordon Hayward contract. <clears throat> okay. uh, let's see. So Bleacher Report. I think it was something along the lines of, um, oh God, what was it? Something along the lines of Gordon Hayward, Daniel Tice, Romeo Lankford, something like that. Um, yeah, trades Bleacher report um yeah the best trade every nba team can actually make this offseason i reacted to this on the uh bannertown youtube channel which you should go check out um this isn't actually the the deal uh i'm losing my mind where is this trade this might be it nope i'm losing my mind but yeah so you're not a fan of rudy gobert it's not that i'm not a fan i I, he's a dickhead but i mean (laughs) It's just not worth it. Whatever they would have to give up is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was Gordon Hayward and then the rest of them. So yeah, I mean, that's a lot. They, yeah, they that, that's a lot. And I think there were picks in there too. And the other thing is, do you really want to pay Rudy Gobert the supermax? Because you know that's going to be what he's asking for come off season, right? Yes. Yeah, do you think Rudy Gobert is worth a supermax? Like. Eh. Because defensive player of the year, yeah, but like a supermax. Uh, I don't think so. Supermax is a lot. Oh, also, I don't know if you saw my recent uh, YouTube video. We can briefly touch on this. We don't have to talk about it in depth. Um, it was a top forty list posted October third, right? And R.J. Barrett was number forty. Okay, but and who was he above? Am I going to be angry? Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, and Ben Simmons all did not make the list. Yeah, all right. It doesn't matter. Where where did you see this? <laughs> it was just a random article I found. I thought it was funny. It, it made for good clickbait. Um, sportsnot.com. I, it was like Google. I Googled it. It wasn't on Twitter. You Googled it? Oh, I was what Googling articles to react to because I was looking for stuff uh, to react to. All right, all right, make, all right. Make for a good YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And that it did. It's got a decent amount of views so far. So, yeah, go subscribe to Bannertown USA on YouTube. We appreciate the support. And yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we start to wrap this up here? Uh, any trades, any rumors, anything you you wanted to discuss? No, I sh- I should be all right. I don't think there's anything well, I can think of. I'm good too. Actually, I got into grad school today, so I'm oh good for you. I'm going to grad school for sports communication at at, Regis. at Worcester Regis Regis College. I'm I'm excited. Where is uh, that? it's in massachusetts i don't exactly know that's all that matters you don't have to leave you know what i'm saying i I would i personally don't want to have to leave for school anywhere you know yeah it's in weston mass so i like home when i need to so yeah Yeah. Uh, that's awesome should be congratulations yeah thank you thank you you guys can um follow me at bannertown jack follow at bannertown usa go like our latest tweets let's get isaiah thomas on the podcast what a pipe dream that would be uh and yeah (laughs) <laughs> you can wrap us up here, Sam. Okay, uh, you can follow me at Bannertown Sam. Follow at Bannertown USA. Um, oh, there was someone I wanted to shout out. Uh, thank you to all the people that replied to my tweet. I really appreciate that. I love being able to interact with people and have them uh, reply to me. That's cool. So thank you. Um, yeah, that's really all we got. So that's our show for today. Bye. <laughs>